Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Boozer. And I'm the prodigy. Oh, sorry, the brain. Uh, the first beer we're doing today confused me. Oh, my God. Come on, that was pretty good. <sighs> no, it wasn't. And I'm not ever going to say that it was. It was terrible. <laughs> um, we're here for another episode of Boozer and the Brain, and you could tell that by the appalling start once again. But... Yep. We have a new brewery for the podcast today. Indeed, we have the new Bristol. Yeah, new in every sense. We do indeed. So we've got three lovely looking beers from this fine Brizzle brewery. We have your Twisted Fire Strata, which is an Indian pale ale kicking in at 5%. Followed swiftly by... Forever, ever, ever, a cryopop IPA collaboration with Yakima Chief Hops coming in at 6%. And third and finally, we have the salted chocolate bigger cinder toffee stout, Ooh. which is kicking in at a beastly 10%. That's already a mouthful just in the name. Can't wait to get into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, a uh, little bit about New Bristol, as we've uh, yet to cover them before on this on this podcast. Uh, founded by, uh, well, in the middle of Bristol, as I think we've established, founded by husband and wife team Nola Maria James. Founded, I think, in around uh, 2014. Um, New Bristol, please correct me if that's if that's not right. And what I think is interesting is that, uh, and, and I'm quoting uh, Noel James, the founder here, he said... When we started, I stupidly completely forgot that you have to contract out for hops. So in our first year, we didn't have access to some of the big sea hops from North America and New Zealand. We had to be very creative and started to experiment by getting flavors from other ingredients like spices and tea. So some of their early successes came from, uh, for example, it's India Sugar and Spice Ale, which is a pale brewed with cardamom, coriander and palm sugar. And uh, one of its best award-winning brews has been the Super Deluxe Stout which is brewed with uh, blowtorch, brown sugar, and vanilla pods. So they sort of, hop supplies eased up in their second year, but um, they realized they were kind of onto a winning formula with their kind of bold flavor experiments. Um, so they kept on doing that, and that's sort of become their little, uh, their little USP, which I think is really cool, actually. And it, it all came from, it was spawned of necessity, you know. Necessity is the mother of invention, after all. Um, and I think that's, that's rather wonderful, <laughs> to be honest. That's a great story. Um, yeah, I, they've excited me. I, I certainly haven't known of them since their inception way back when, but certainly mm. I, they've, they've come across my page or my brain sort of um, over the last couple of years, I guess. That's yeah. the first time I noticed them. Yeah, we've, um, we've been aware of them for a little while and, and we like them. We do. We do indeed. And we've got three that I think... Actually, I was about to say probably do good at show a good spread of what they can do, but I'm actually not convinced they do in, in a lot of ways because they are so diverse <laughs> in what they do. This really is just barely yeah. scratching the surface of um, the Absolutely. fantastic things that this brewery do. Absolutely. But it is um, it is an interesting spread because I think uh, the third one we're going to have is is very much more of a representation of, of kind of what's what gives them their their unique style and and what they're all about i think the other two are, are kind of interesting because they're both ipas 
um, and you know the, they don't have lashings of, of spices and other things in them, but they are brewed with some very interesting, uh, they are hopped very interestingly. So that's, um, I think, why it's interesting to show them. That's perfectly fair. And before we do sort of crack on with the first beer, the one thing I know we do talk about the artwork and the cans and stuff, but there is one thing I really want to just point out before we talk about any specifics. Yeah. Is that you will notice, you will recognize the new Bristol Brewery from two key things. Firstly, their label, and secondly, a key feature on all of their can artwork. And in both of those, we have a gorilla. Not only a gorilla, but a gorilla in a spacesuit. And from, I, I've done some research this time. <gasps> my goodness from the research i've found um why the gorilla in a spacesuit well alfred the gorilla was a massively popular attraction at bristol zoo in the 1930s so much so that even after his death his taxidermic form was put on display in bristol city museum and art gallery where he continues to act as a mascot for the city however alfred's form was briefly stolen from the museum in 1956 and was missing for a weekend before he was discovered and returned a mystery that remains unsolved until the death of one of the perpetrators in 2010. today he still remains on display and serves as part of the inspiration for the popular wow gorillas trail that was way back in in 2012 around the city of bristol new bristol brewery have dressed him in a spacesuit as they are taking alfred out of the zoo and on his beery travels it's about daring being daring pushing boundaries and going one step beyond. And of course, who better to have drawn him on his beer exploration than an animator from Bristol's very own Ardman Studios. We love Isn't Bristol. Brilliant? And Alfred is our little nod to our amazing city. How cool is that? Very cool. Very cool. What a great mascot. What a great that's mascot. Just That's just fantastic. And to have collaborated as well with a local um, animation studio for the artwork you know keeping it all in bristol i think that's really cool i it's fantastic this is all just bristol through and through yeah and bristol as we know is a thriving craft beer scene it's a really exciting stuff happening there and this is no exception truly does anyway should we crack on let's yes so fire strata wait until we've opened this up to tell you all about strata please do um <laughs> I, ipa kicking in five percent um, what I like about this is, firstly, the artwork is great. We've got very good our friend Alfred in his spacesuit, and it looks like he's on, I don't know, on Mars or down in Death Valley or, you know, somewhere that I like really vivid rocks, red rocks there, mm. um, beautiful blue sky. But what Arizona I like... Arizona Badlands or Mars or something. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. But what I really like about this is it's a full-coloured image. They've got all the information that they have to have. They've got their little slogan along the side of the can, Born and Brewed in Bristol. Mm -hmm. love the alliteration there yeah but also left to the label of the name you've got just a little bit of information that would cater to the beer nerds out there layered with citrus and tropical aromas paired with subtle herbal dankness super mellow and soft packed with strata goodness taste dank and fruity hops strata and citra indeed and shall we get this open now let's do that Uh, also worth mentioning, actually, I've just noticed even more info on the can, and I've seen it on more than one of their cans, so I assume it's a continual collaboration. Tom Moore Design, the artwork is by. So thank uh, you, yes. Tom Moore Design, for your amazing colours and pictures. Indeed, thank you very much. And while you're on Instagram checking out the pictures of these on 
our page at Boozer in the Brain, make sure you check out, what does it say, artwork by at Tom Moore Design. There you go. There we go. go. And check that out as well. I mean, certainly on the nose, I'm getting a dankness and a fruitiness. It's right there. Mm, Loads of fruit, particularly passion fruit, which uh, does not surprise me. Indeed. Well, it did say about citrus and tropical aromas, didn't it? So that fits really, really nicely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're going to go off on one, so I'm going to start pouring. So I can start, start pouring. Let's have a taste, and then I can uh, go on about the boring bit while you have something to drink in your hand. Hey, you're learning. <laughs> it's only taken me a few months. Only taken you the best part of a decade. We've known each other for far too long. <laughs> so, I mean, looks lovely. Getting a lovely big frothy head on there. Um, it's a lovely kind of what, straw yellow gold colour I'll tell you what the colour reminds me of and even just the, the opacity, the dankness of it it reminds me of a really nice cloudy pineapple juice yeah it does actually with obviously a bit of fizz in it yeah um, it, it's got it's definitely that sort of sunshiny kind of colour it's hazy um, I definitely wouldn't call it opaque um, but it, it's got a haze to it True, but it's not letting a huge amount of light through it, even though it's a pale colour. No, it's definitely, I would say, translucent bordering on opaque. But if I hold it up to the light and then pass my hand behind it, I can see the shadow passing across. So there is something there. So shall we dive in? Oh, all right, then. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Oh yeah, that mm. is that is bouncy. That is to use a very Bristolian Gert. phrase, Gertlash. Gertlash. Yes, it is. That's lovely. So, while we discuss the flavors that we're getting here, um, I will attempt briefly to explain why. So, Strata is the really interesting hop here. Um, it's it's definitely the, the primary hop flavour that we're getting. It's in the name as well. Strata's only been around a few years. It was released in nine, uh, 2018, beg your pardon. Um, and it was released by OSU, or Oregon State University, which had a, has a history of hop breeding that goes all the way back to 1893. Um, in fact, uh, Dr. Honold worked at OSU and, and many consider him the grandfather of, of US hot breeding. So he's a fairly important figure. Um, but in recent decades, the breeding program really flagged. Um, there was limited success. Public and private funding was running out. So um, in, uh, in 2010, a company called Indie Hops partnered with the university, donated a million dollars to reinvigorate the program. Um, and One million dollars. million dollars. Other Spice Booth films Spice are available. Booth films are available. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> um, and their first hop to to go commercial after this was Strata. They started. It was originally bred in two thousand and nine and released in twenty eighteen. And it it's really interesting. Um, when they planted the, the the test plot, the the first yield for it was was off the scale. It was huge, more than anyone w- was hoping for. And so it was shipped to breweries for evaluation and it was 
it was found to be a, a really amazing and unique um, aroma hop. It, it has incredible balance that at the, at the time was really only found by blending hops, um, the kind of balance it achieved and became, you know, the new darling of the, of the craft brewing community. Um, so it's, it's an incredibly fecund hop. It, um, it, it's got, we a can't really... say that here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> fecund. Yeah. Fecund. Uh, um, it has a very vigorous growth rate. Um, it, it's resistant to, you know, several different uh, diseases. Um, it, it harvests incredibly well. You know, it, it's it's so easy to grow. And then the first description uh, that, that was given for its um, kind of aroma and, and sensory descriptors was passion fruit meets pot. So what you tend to get is a big hit of passion fruit followed by sort of mango, melon, maybe some fresh berries, um, and then a little bit of grapefruit citrusiness and a, a sort of dank herbal note reminiscent of, of cannabis. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's a really, really interesting hop. I find it uh, absolutely fascinating. It's, um, it's dual purpose, so you can use it for bittering and aromaing. It, it's just fantastic. So that should explain hopefully a bit about what sort of flavors and aromas we're getting off this and why it's such a funky beer that wasn't too bad was it do you know what it wasn't too bad no thank you and to be fair that description feels very apt with what i'm drinking i mean mm. i definitely get in resonance i wouldn't know whether it's akin to cannabis or not but it's certainly goodness me no certainly it has that that resinous edge of dankness that yeah, I've had from other something IPAs. Kind of earthy and herbal there, isn't there? Earthy and herbal, yeah. And as I say, it, it does say on the can taste dank and fruity. Mm. I I would agree Which with that, but right. I would say it's it's as as I've just said, I would call it edge of dankness. Like we've had some yeah. very very dank beers together. Yeah, this isn't super this dank. Is, no, I've, no. But this this is actually probably where my preferred level of dankness lies mm. it's really good you've got yeah. that hot herbalness you've got that resininess you've got that sort of ever so slightly dryness to your mouth once you finish your swallow and that yeah. all comes comes from that but it is incredibly balanced with the sort of the tropical fruitiness that you were talking about yeah. as well and that's kind of what i mean i think about it being such a fantastically balanced hop you know you don't expect that all the time in a, in a single hot beer granted this does also have citra in it but i think that's really just there to boost and, and kind of play second fiddle really to the strata the strata is the star here no question mm. and it, it packs in that that tropical flavor without being too sweet or too sharp and then it just kind of takes the edge off that with that little hint of dry dankness in such a beautifully balanced way it, it's got just a little bit of everything just right and and those um those sort of passion fruity in particular flavors are just lovely um with a little bit of kind of citrus to mm. well that's the thing i, I would agree i think passion fruit is the key tropical fruit that i'm getting from this but i would yeah, say for absolutely. me that sort of citrus side of things is coming more from a, a little bit of an element of nice tart pineapple rather than any sort of obvious right, okay. citrus fruit that's that's what i'm yeah. getting through this yeah okay i'll go with that um, but then also, um, yeah, I can taste a little bit of the melon you were talking about and everything as well. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm not getting a huge hit of um, of berries. They say uh, that, that strata can often bring um, flavours of fresh strawberry. 
But is that maybe the marrying of the citra that's in here? That would obviously push the flavors yeah. in a certain direction, rather. I, th than... I think I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's something of a little bit of sweetness right in the the kind of high notes um, that might speak to that. But on the whole, yeah, this is this is tropical and citrus and um, and and a little bit earthy as well, sort of bringing that down a bit, making sure it doesn't get too carried away in the fruit. It, it's it's a wonderfully balanced um, beer, and I think that's that's. You know, it, it's one that is really singing the a hymn of praise to to the really interesting hop that is Strata. For sure, I I would even go so far as to say, I think this is for my flavors one of, if not the best IPA I've ever drunk. Wow, high praise, very high praise. I I mean, yeah, I think this is absolutely great, and and only it's five percent as well. This is relatively sessionable for an hmm. IPA. Um, oh, but God, it, it's yeah. very, very good. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything you'd want, really. I think this would pretty much this is an IPA that would appeal to kind of all IPA drinking palates, whether you're in it for, you know, more of a, a kind of Nipah tropical fruit sweetness or whether you're more into the kind of uh, big resinous, piney, grassy, citrusy notes of a West Coast IPA or something in between. I think this is a beautifully rounded IPA that can appeal to just about every beer drinking palate. And, and that's the beauty of it. I completely agree. And in terms of rating this, I think I think it's probably fair for me to give it around about a three and a half, if not a three point seven five, to be completely was, honest with you. I was thinking along similar lines, actually. Yeah, I think with every sip, I'm getting more impressed by this beer, if anything. It's very, very good. So I think I'm going to provisionally say three point five. But on reflection, don't be surprised if that gets bumped up to 3.75. We'll I think, yeah, I agree when with I you. take to untapped. I completely agree <laughs> with it. But I'm also bearing yeah. in mind that the next beer we're having is another IPA from the same brewery. So I'm kind of holding judgment yeah. as a touch. Yeah, exactly. We may we may change our tune yet. So, but I mean, certainly, well, we're not going to change it too much. I mean, no, certainly from much. me, it's getting at least a three and a half. That's a serious. Oh, that's going to be the minimum. It's not going to get below that for sure. Seriously it's, enjoyable beer. Very impressive, yeah. Uh, also worth mentioning, we haven't already. Uh, New Bristol Brewery beers are all coming in in uh, four forty mil cans. Yes, they are. So yes. you are getting plenty of beer for your buck when yep. you buy these. You sure are. And having mentioned the next beer and that it's an IPA, shall we? Yes, all right. And a reminder, our second one, as we said, another IPA, but a very interesting one because mm -hmm. it's the second time we have talked about uh, the Hoptimists, the Hop Fathers of the company Yakima Chief. And we have forever, ever, ever a Cryopop IPA. And again, Indeed. on the little sort of sideline next to the label, taste stone fruits, juicy and lime. And of course, the, the hops are Cryopop. Our friends at Yakima Chief have blended together a new hop combination that combines all our favourite flavours in one product, creating a super juicy single hop IPA with aromas of pineapple and mango. Cryopop is a trademark of Yakima Chief hops. Use with permission. Gotta say that bit. So yes, brewed with the Cryopop original flavour blend. And for those of you who have been uh, good little boys and girls and listened to our episode on the Brew York Survivor series, you'll know that we've talked about uh, the Cryopop blend from yakima chief in some detail there so i won't go into it too much more and if you and haven't it's... listened to it yet go back and listen to it yep. pretty please and thank you yeah in fact pause this go back listen to that and then come back here otherwise none of this will make sense okay 
um but uh, as we know it's it's really fascinating and uh, and a really interesting blend from one of the world's leading hot breeding companies and it's exciting that we're starting to see it used more and more widely now um you know it's it's a very recent thing it's only only come it came out very recently so it's it's cool to see another brewery teaming up with them to do this so that's that's why we're um drinking it today absolutely and i absolutely love the artwork of this oh i adore this one yeah it's so good you've still got alfred the gorilla in his spacesuit around the the logo however he's Mm -hmm. not in his spacesuit in the actual can artwork no unusually he is sat in what i can only say is a beautiful maybe georgian style living i was gonna say it looks like it might be kind of parisian possibly parisian very sort of plush very fancy yeah in a beautiful colour scheme of pinks, purples, lilacs, and Lilac, everything in yeah. between. But he is out of his spacesuits and he is in the living room swimming with what looked like koi carp, I think. I think they are koi carp, yeah. Sort of so very, very zen, very peaceful, very tranquil. Oh, I, I'm, getting, I, I'm getting super calm just looking at it. It's lovely. Uh, it's either this or the little book of calm that will get you there. It's one or the other. Exactly. And we know that both can go down your throat. <laughs> yes. And if you don't get that reference, then I love you all the more. And what I just said may sound weird. Oh, incredibly <laughs> weird. That was a very niche reference, but I loved it, <laughs> it nevertheless. Anyway, shall we stop talking absolute crap for a few moments and open this beer? Uh, could be an idea. I think it might be wise. Yeah. Ooh, mine's lively. Not too lively, but Hello. it's trying to escape the can. Ooh. Much more muted nose this time. It is, but I suppose with a f- taste of stone fruits, you'd probably expect the nose to not be quite so... Yeah, exactly. You vibrant. don't get that kind of big, sunshiny, sweet burst as you do with tropical fruit. It's much more kind of gentle and floral, and this is. It is. Well, let's get it poured. There's not much yeah. more we can say, can we? Quite right, too. Again, it pours out beautifully lively in the glass. It does. And actually, in terms of appearance, it's very, very similar to the yeah, Fire Strike. It's similar. got that slight sort of pineapple juice kind of colour. I yeah. would say this is more translucent. Definitely. I, if if I we could label fingers through it. If we could label the other one as borderline dank, like we were with mm. the flavours, I think it's probably fair to label the colour and the, the, the look of it yeah. as borderline dank. This is certainly translucent as opposed to dank like the last one was much lighter it's i think it's a slightly lighter shade it's not quite as orangey and um it's it's got a touch of haze but again much less so it is and similar abv i mean this is at six rather than the first one being at yeah not much in it but again the the head is wonderfully sort of white very Mm. uneven bubbles which i know you'll like matthew always um and it it's not disappearing too quickly it is sitting there quite nicely for me quite proudly at the top of my beer yeah this this is looking very pleasant and inviting i have to say it certainly is and given how inviting it's looking shall we heed that invitation i think it would be very very rude not to we don't want to offend our hosts we certainly don't cheers cheers
Hmm. Do you know, it's weird that that kind of calming, zen, tranquil feel of the artwork on the can, it almost feels like that to drink. Does that make sense? No, I don't like the fact no. that you're using the word almost. It just does. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how else to describe that. It, it's really interesting. The the so, the stone fruit aromas and flavours are so soft and so wonderfully kind of blossomy. It, it's that kind of blossomy floral thing, like like um, like in springtime, you know, when, when you can smell cherry and peach and orange blossoms. It's that very kind of budding... Stop! Stop me! Just stop me now! <laughs> stop! Um, I'm getting no, all poetic. That's not a good sign. You are getting all poetic, but you're absolutely right. It's a very calming beer, and to be honest, maybe yeah. it's because of the Bristol Zoo connection with Alfred the Gorilla. But I was thinking about what you were saying and trying to imagine David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, I should rightly <laughs> say, reading it. He has such a calming voice as well. It's sort of, and here we see the noble forever, ever, ever. <laughs> it's calming. It's Think of lilac can and its plumage, and yet in the glass, just as relaxing. It's a very calm. He's not aggressive in any way. It's lovely. It's fantastic. And and please, no offence, course, to Sir David. We know and we we don't know you. We'd love to know you, but we love you. <laughs> we know your work. And um, well, yeah, seriously, you have to that's love the, Sir David Attenborough. It's the law. That's that's the sort of vibe that we get from this. It is seriously, it's a calming art. It's mm. a calming beer. It is very so chilled, very chilled and delightful. And I'm trying to think back to I the Survivor series. No, not at all. I'm trying to think <laughs> back to think that was terrible. I'm trying to think yeah. back to the um, the Survivor series that we did because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, with with a couple of those, they they had a different hop in there just to sort of amplify certain flavor profiles yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but even though it is the cryopop, this still feels very unique to itself rather than trying to compare it to other it cryopop beers. Yeah, it feels different. I don't know. I think it's maybe, um, and I, I don't mean this in any way to denigrate the cryopop beers, uh, the, sorry, the Survivor Series beers. They were very good, but I think perhaps they were a bit more kind of punchy and aggressive, whereas this is just... It, it feels like it takes a more relaxed approach. It's got that lovely, soft, floral stone fruit. It's got maybe just a hint of lime giving kind of tartness and sweetness. It's very juicy, but there's also, I'm, I'm getting, uh, I, maybe it's the floral thing, but I'm getting almost a, a little hint of jasmine from it. Other Disney princesses are available. <laughs> gotcha. You had to say that just as I was taking a sip, didn't you? Oh, I absolutely did. No, I think you're right, but dare I suggest in favour of Brew York, the fact that it was the Survivor series and the fact Mm -hmm. it was themed around wrestling and all that sort of thing. Yeah, they were a bit more. Makes sense. I don't want to use the word aggressive, but I can't think of a better Mm. one a beer and a half in. But it was that bit more punchy in terms of what it's doing. It fitted with that theme incredibly well. They were kind of in your face, whereas this is more subtle. It is. But again, that just seems like that is the entire aura of this beer it's yeah, a very exactly. calming relaxing beer and i agree with you that that mm. citric nature of the lime is coming through to balance the beer in a different way to the fire strata that we've just had exactly. it gives a very different balance but it's it's yeah. there and it is present without being overpowering or too sharp or citric it's really lovely absolutely and it's 
also again worth mentioning just how spectacularly well balanced cryopop is mm. it's just got everything in in kind of perfect harmony here there's a, a little touch of there's a little bit of sweetness and there's a tiny bit of sharpness and it's a, a little bit dry and a little bit of earthiness and a little bit of bitterness and, and everything's just it's kind of matched up in equal measure to create a very harmonious whole and you know it's it, it is a difficult beer to describe this because you know as we keep saying it's very kind of calming and tranquil to drink and that sounds like an odd thing to say but that's the effect it has on you that's what it makes you feel like when you drink it it does it's, it feels it, like i should have some sort of prog rock record playing on yeah exactly it's beautiful this. great gig in the sky or something it's definitely it's, making me feel comfortably numb yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> but it, it's it's just um it, it's so nice that that we're struggling in a way to describe this beer because it seems to have this extraordinary and charming physiological effect and that's an amazing thing really it does and it's phenomenal i mean i i'm loving this beer i would personally say i think the flavors of the fire strata suit me ever so slightly better i can see that yeah however and maybe it's the beauty of tom moore's artwork on this can that, that sort of started it off before we even opened it but maybe I don't think I've ever felt as relaxed drinking a beer as I am drinking this now. It's bizarre. Yeah. I can't work it out. If you've had a stressful day at work and you want to come home and, and unwind with a beer, have this one. Because this will just chill you the hell out. Guarantee it. It certainly will. It's doing <laughs> a hell of a job on me right now. It's Yeah, incredible. I know. Very, and, very clever stuff. And that's the thing. Although... As I say, the flavour profile of the Fire Strata suits me better. That would make me want to rate it higher. But because of how this is making me feel, they've got to get the same rating. I think they do. It's only fair. They're, they're both very clever, very well-made beers in different ways. Having had both IPAs now, I think they're both going to get a 3.75. Fair, yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all, to be honest. Um, and, and what a lovely showcase for... I suppose sort of single hot brewing, but also, uh, you know, a lovely showcase of how just a straight up IPA can actually still be interesting and unique and exciting, despite the proliferation of the style and its subcategories on the market. You know, straight up IPA can still be this good. Um, that's yeah. pretty cool, I think. For sure. Yeah, for nice sure. Job. And again, it's probably worth saying before we move on to a, a beer that is very different uh, to the first two mm -hmm. that we've had. New Bristol Brewery, as a brewery, have an incredibly extensive range of beers. And again, oh, they, yeah, they, they do, do so have cool quite a few IPAs with different hops and slightly mm -hmm. different tweaks to their process to make them sort of very and unique they have quite a few pale ales that aren't ipas they have an incredible range so please please just do go and, and check out what they've got oh, they range from yeah, please do these wonderful ipas to the stout that we're going to have in a moment to incredible sounding sours to mm. pails to lagers to everything so yeah. absolutely, you've you've got to go and check them out. And as soon as I'm able yeah. to, I am getting a train to Bristol and getting royally faced on new Bristol beers. Absolutely. Be they are an a excellent part of the, uh, the Bristol 
craft beer scene. They're doing some really good stuff. And, you know, we've had a, a reasonable number of new Bristol beers now, and I've yet to have one I don't like. That's because it doesn't exist. I'm certain of it. It can't. I think you may be right. It absolutely can't. Anyway, it's good stuff. we've waxed lyrical enough about their IPAs. Should we go dark? Let's go dark. And from two outstandingly good IPAs, we really do crank it up a notch with the salted chocolate oh, yeah. bigger cinder toffee stout. We're going to the dark side. We are certainly turning it up to 10. And I love what they have written on the, uh, the yeah. edge of the can for this. Oh, it's so good. May I? Go on, then. An imperial version of our award-winning Cinder Toffee Stout, described as liquidized crunchy bars in a stout with added Cornish sea salt and melted chocolate for that extra Friday feeling. And if that doesn't either completely turn you off or totally excite you, it's going to be one, or the, one of the two. It's going to be one or the other. I, I love, again, you know, with their artwork and stuff and with their cans, they've got Taste and Hops, and they've got Hops East Kent Goldings, which I believe is a fairly standard one for dark beers. Yeah, it is. It's um, it, it's a classic kind of English, mostly bittering hop. Yeah. But what I love is what they've written under Taste. So their description for Taste for this is, The Best Friday Ever! exclamation mark love that love it well uh, there's not much more we can say apart from the fact that again our good friend alfred the gorilla is in what looks like a martian salt mine yeah yeah, yeah it does look the, like the, the, the colors um... scream cinder toffee and caramel with golds and burnt ambers and dark browns, but then you've got this glitter of white crystal around It's beautiful. Him. And what I, I love also what looks like dark chocolate stalagmites. Yes, I mean, it is just screaming <laughs> so everything cool. this beer is trying oh, to claim. Fabulous. The artwork on all three of these cans is absolutely top-notch. They are, as are the full range of New Bristol beers. Absolutely. Just, they yeah. love, they are yeah. so eye-catching. and They're so nice to look at. They are. And as you mentioned, you know, this is the imperial version of the Cinder Toffee Stout they do. And they do a huge range within the Cinder Toffee Stout collective. They've the done family. loads of variations. I mean, they? this will probably be our, I want to say, our third of the range. And yet we've still right. not even tried the standard one, I say in inverted commas. We've <laughs> always gone for the various ones that we can get hold of at the time, to be fair. Well, yeah. But they do so many amazing things with this range. And at that point, I don't think I can say anything more before we open it and actually see what this one's like. Let's get going. Yeah, let's get going. Oh. Ooh. Not that it does, but dare I even say the nose on this as you open the can almost has a bit of an edge of barrel agedness to it. Maybe that's because of the strength of it, but it, it possibly. Do you know what I mean? It just has that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Has that sort of characteristic? Oh, we got to mm. get it poured. We got to get it poured. Uh, let's get straight in there. Yeah, absolutely. And beautiful dark color that lovely sort of like malted brown color within the head as well which is sitting relatively proudly but dissipating fairly quickly as it yep. should for a 10 percent beer stable but um you know dissipating fairly quickly 
and uh, it just looks lovely. It looks um, like a beautiful imperial in the glass. You know that it just that that dark caramelly color on the on the foam, and that really really thick, rich, deep, dark opacity of of the beer itself um, just speaks of something so inviting and 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 so exciting. So inviting that I think we just need to dive into this. I think we do. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm glad I accepted that invitation. Before we go into the taste, the one thing I'm going to notice and comment on is I can honestly say I feel this is the first time I've had a beer where I've noticed that I've taken a few sips and there is an element of the head actually just lingering bit of lacing on the yeah. glass like that, that lacing normally tends to dribble down a little bit but there's just mm. it's almost as if the, the the salt crystals on it are just crystallizing on the glass and i'm sure that's probably not it but it, it but it, that's, what it, like. that's, that's, that's what, what it looks like that's what it feels like. like i mean there's yeah. there's puckerly things lingering on the glass inside and with the taste oh oh my god i mean you can tell it's strong again it's not mm. boozy but it's strong Absolutely. The first thing that I noticed, and I love this flavour profile anyway, is that combination for me of the chocolate and a little bit of caramel or toffee. Yeah. With the salt straight in there. That idea of the saltiness Mm. just balancing something that could be overtly sweet. I would say that is so perfectly balanced within that glass. It's amazing. It's beautiful, yeah, and I'm definitely getting a hint of honeycomb as well that puts me in mind of Crunchy Bars, other confectionaries available. Um, and I, I think this really speaks of what a great hop East Kent Golding is for stouts, actually, especially dessert stouts, because, you know, it's kind of a quintessential English hop. And it, it's primarily for bittering, yes, but it does have a little bit of flavour and aroma of its own, and that often comes through in uh, earthy flavours, which works really well for the roastiness of a stout, but also kind of a little bit of spice and herbality, maybe thyme, lavender, and honey, crucially, which which is what makes it so well suited to a certain kind of dessert stout like this one. Mm. Um, and, and I think a little bit of that comes through. So you've got that beautiful, dark, rich, dark chocolate. The, the Cornish sea salt is adding a wonderful uh, layer of complexity to this with that kind of caramelly toffee um floating on top and then there's this kind of hint of honey that that puts you in mind of honeycomb i completely agree with you and although i've already said it you can tell it's strong not boozy Mm. the more that i drink of it the more sips i take of it for something that is 10 percent surprisingly easy drinking it's incredibly easy drinking Mm. and bearing in mind once again yeah for new bristol is 440 mil cans and this is no stranger to that it's coming in at 440 there are other dessert stouts that we have had that we have thoroughly enjoyed but you you get scared if they're too big because it could take (laughs) quite a while to drink and take a day and a half to get through them yeah exactly well no that's what i say chew through because some of them (laughs) are pretty thick and syrupy but this you're right it has a wonderful dense characteristic to it and texture yeah. to it without being too thick, if that makes any sense at all. No, do you know, I was, I actually, it makes perfect sense. I was going to say something along the same lines because it doesn't feel as though it's lacking body. 
No, not which at all. It also doesn't feel too thick and syrupy. It's got a stickiness. Mm. It definitely does, but it doesn't feel too syrupy. It doesn't feel too thick. It doesn't feel too um, filling, I suppose, is the word. Even though it's no, you know, it's no weakling. It's no slouch. This is coming in at 10% on the nose, ABV. Um, but it, it's done in such a way that makes it feel light for an imperial. Um, and with all these big, heavy, desserty flavours, all the richness from the chocolate and the toffee and what have you, um, it's it's surprising that it does manage to be so easy drinking and have such a light touch. It's amazing. And that's the thing. In terms of the chocolatey, cakey-ness of the flavours mm. going on, ignoring the strength of it, and I wish I'd sort of not noticed it before I drank it, because I'd, <laughs> I'd be saying very different things. But Yeah, potentially, it, yeah. In terms of confectionery, and baked goods, I would say this sits at a really solid chocolatey baked good mm. that you would happily sit and quaff and eat during afternoon tea rather than it being a thick, heavy dessert. Yeah, I know what you mean actually. It's it's very nicely done. I have to say I think they've I think they've observed this well and got and got it spot on for what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking works. on the lines of that sort of Parisian, Italian, you know, pastry sort of chef type thing. It's light, it's flaky, like a, it's yeah. tasty. Like everything is there and everything is there really strongly. But, mm. you know, 10%, you would expect it to be big and bulky with all the flavours there. But I think this is a huge testament to how brilliant the team at New Bristol actually are because they've got yeah. something here. It's strong. It's got everything they're wanting in it, but it is so dangerously drinkable at 10%. It is dangerous, this If bit. you didn't know how strong yeah. this was, you could easily quaff a good few pints of it while you're somewhere and then stand up and fall over straight away. Immediately, like, that was, yeah. That is exactly what would Honestly, happen. Honestly, this bit should come with a warning on the label. It's so dangerous. I, I, I mean that in the best possible way as a compliment. But you're right. It's like a bit of patisserie, you know, because it has such an intense t- intensity of flavour. Um and it'll leave you feeling, you know, pleasantly replete, but it won't leave you feeling so full as to be heavy um, and, you know, exhausted from the, the the process of eating it. True, although maybe it's because it's the third beer as well and having a 5% and a 6% and then going on to this. Hmm. I'm feeling a little bit sloshed. Possibly a tiny amount. Just a little bit. Yeah. But this is seriously fantastic and yeah as i say a huge testament as to what new bristol brewery are capable of doing yeah every single beer we've had has been absolutely outstanding but as i say to make a 10 percent beer that probably if you didn't know it was 10 you'd probably sit it at about dare i say six and a half seven maybe go a little bit higher but yeah i don't think i'd necessarily guess this was 10 it's not potent you certainly wouldn't think it was double digits maybe seven and a half eight at, at, at a push but well done and a huge thank you really to the well New done. Bristol Brewery for everything that we've had so far. Oh, and... fantastic. I mean, this last one has kind of brought us back around to the sort of the sort of thing that made New Bristol's name style-wise. Um, and I think that's that's a nice way to bring it back around. Oh, definitely. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful they made these beers. Well done, guys. You absolutely smashed it. They're very, very good. These are actually, I think, some of the best beers I've had from New Bristol, and that's a high bar. You know, they're, they're very, very impressive, all of these beers. So, um, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. Absolutely outstanding. So what, what are you thinking rating-wise for this one? 
I'm thinking high. I, it has to be. It oh, has yeah. to be. This has really impressed me. I'm honestly, I'm thinking a four. Do you know what? I'm I'm coming close to that. I was definitely sort of teetering between three point seven five slash four, just because yeah. of other four rated beers we've had before, etc., etc. But you know, this has really impressed me. I think it's earned it. Seriously solid. Um, yeah, just in terms of it doesn't taste quite as strong as it is, mm. although it does taste strong and all yeah, the flavors. Exactly. Yeah. No. Do you know what? I think you're right. I think a four yeah. is. Yeah. The fact that it's it's also relatively easy drinking and not too filling despite being rich and you know the way they the balance that that's a hard thing to do and the fact that it's absolutely fulfilled the brief of what it set out to do which was not you know that's not an easy thing when they're saying on the can it's a salted chocolate bigger cinder toffee stout that's a lot to live up to right there <laughs> you know it but is, they've done it perfectly i think they have seriously risen to their brief and absolutely smashed it out of the park yeah yeah Car, it's fantastic. Yeah. Again, Not a huge, fault. huge thank you to New Bristol Brewery. You will make a return in That's season two. I'm absolutely no certain of question. that. Amazing beers. And again, a huge thank you to our good friend Cam at KG's. That's who we got these amazing beers from. It certainly is. Um, please do just look, especially if you're anywhere in the southwest or in the Bristol area, check New Bristol out. But if you're not fortunate oh, enough to be on that scene... Go and support your local beer and bottle emporia and make sure you're looking out for new Bristol beer. I know at the moment, sadly, our good friends at Cambridge Wine Royston do not stock new Bristol beers, but that could be something that might happen in the future. That could that could well change. It could well change, but please do rest assured they do stock a bloody good range of beer, so check them out as well. We do. Please do. Thank you. Was that kind enough to you this week? I know I've been quite rude to you in previous times. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll yeah. take what I can get. Was that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take whatever scraps you throw my way. <laughs> You'll regret saying that. <laughs> and with that said, there's probably not more, much more for me to do except say that from me, Boozer. And me, the brain. We truly appreciate you listening and thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully you will tune in again next time. See you soon. Bye-bye.